0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the show, I hope you're all doing well. Tonight we've got episode 6, if I remember right, where we are going to be continuing talking about the upcoming edition, Blood Bowl 2020. Tonight I am joined by the man, the myth, the gravy stain Beard.
1: How you doing everyone? How you doing Beard? Not too bad, J.U. Oh,
0: I'm doing well, but doing well. Competition has ended now, if people have put competition entries in, they'll have to wait till the end of the show. Beard, what's new with you my friend?
1: Not a lot really We're still in in lockdown In South Wales So we're not really Doing a right lot I have managed to get A bit of my hobby pledge done That I put forward Last episode I've got a fair bit more Done than I expected Ordered some more shelves So I can get even more Things out on display Even managed to bring My hobby into a work interview At one point as well How about you Jay How things were you?
0: Well I can't say That I've had a job interview Where I've been talking Blood Bowl Can't really say That I've managed to do More than a third Of my hobby progress Which will be Not talked about today Yeah yeah, I've been doing good. I've uh, played a little bit of Blood Bowl online. I've made a few new friends, which I'll be talking about after. And yeah, it's just been a really fun couple of weeks. But like you said, we're in lockdown, so it can't be that much fun. I'm not going to the I'm not going to the club. I'm if I'm playing Blood Bowl, it's got to be online. I'm not seeing uh, the boys from the club, which is a bit of a shame. But needs must, isn't uh.
1: it? It enough it its in this world. Gotta get you fixed somehow, and uh, like you, have been playing online as well. So
0: shout outs. I'm going to start Beard, if you don't mind.
1: Fire away. Right, I
0: got to feel. I want to give a shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, Blood Bowl Grud. I want to give a shout out to the Ginger Noob because those guys have been amazing, putting the word out. And I want to give a shout out to one of the guys I've been playing in the NBP Pro League. He's got a Twitch channel and he goes by the name of Strange Nineteen, and he's an amazing chap. Very polite. He was playing flings and he dealt with me. So he and he was, you know, he was still nice about it towards the end. He's uh, he was amazing. And I managed just about to squeak a draw Because he played him that well Yeah, I felt bad Because I didn't realise he was streaming on Twitch When we were playing And I may have said a few things Which would have probably embarrassed him But he was great about the Strange19, absolute star, amazing Go subscribe to him on Twitch
1: But yeah, have you got anyone you want? Yeah, I've got a couple of shout outs. The TRBBL league has just finished Shout out to my last couple of opponents Who very graciously had some flings thrown And touchdowns scored against them uh, I'm getting quite proficient at throwing flings and scoring now. I've recently signed up to Yourball, which is going to be a league running my local county area so we're not breaking any lockdown rules. Uh, we will be playing Halflings. First game starts a week Monday. Shout out to Matthew up in Merthyr who's, who's going to be running that league for us. Pretty laid back. He's letting in the uh, secret leagues that you see online on Fumble so if anybody's playing any of those, I might come up against some things like Squig teams and some other weird and wonderful teams I've never played against. So you're going to get handed you by squigs then, is it? Most likely. I've already said to, to the, the entire group up there, you know, join the queue for, for, for beating one of the hosts of Tier 3 podcast. I'm, I'm not in it for competitive play. I'm in it for going up and having a beer and having a laugh, to be honest.
0: I love how you drop the podcast into uh, just every conversation you
1: have now. I've spoken to the CEO where I work about podcast hosting. They do their own work that they sometimes seem to think we have time to listen to. I had a chat with them about the equipment they use now they record, and they didn't even realise that the way we do it works out a lot cheaper than what they do so hey, he took a few things from that you
0: do you, you folks
1: we're cheap so
0: <laughs> yeah I just want to say thank you to the ball and Matthew to put up with them basically because you were going to be uh, playing Flings day one crotch team like pretty
1: much pretty much so
0: you're going to be failing everything man.
1: well I've got two re-rolls so failing everything including those two re-rolls nice right
0: before we get too bogged down then we've got a little bit of tournament talk
1: we have indeed tournament talk yeah Kydeith Cup will start off with as it's local to us that has now been officially postponed Gareth who's running the event down at our local gaming centre Firestone Games due to lockdown restrictions has postponed the event, anybody who already has a ticket, he can either hang on to your money and keep the ticket until it's rearranged or issue refunds and I dare say that if restrictions are lifted and he's able to allow for more attendees it may reopen again so keep an eye out for that one on Talk Fantasy Football
0: Uh, I'm notoriously bad at keeping up to date on uh, on fantasyfootball.org it's the same as when uh, we were on the Veil vale Renegades forum. I don't think I've logged into that for four years now and I'm still I think I'm still classed as a member of the group. So yeah, I'm notoriously bad for that. So I've said I said to Gareth, keep my money, just let me know the dates when it starts back up because I'll miss it and I'll I'll be left out in the cold looking at everyone enjoying the uh, Blood Bowl. So guys if you were as bad as me, get in touch. See if you can put a deposit or at least a name down for interest and you will get in contact with it later on in the year, possibly next year. haven't got nothing really to say it's just at the moment we have still got mega bowl that's being run by the boneheads that's going on at the end of the month and i think they are not in uh, lockdown restrictions so luckily they can all meet up and play face to face granted there's got to be social distancing involved so we've spoken shout outs we've spoken tournaments beard do you want to take us away to that faraway land called kickstarter corner
1: i will indeed as much as we make this sound totally unprofessional and we've Make this bit sound like we know exactly what we're talking about. My missus pulled me earlier while I was doing.
0: Why pulling you when you were doing your uh, starting corner?
1: She was indeed. She was indeed. So as usual, I've got. Sorry, Joe. Three... <laughs> it's all right. She, she'll give you a kick and a nads when she sees you again, Jay. Not too tall. Yeah, she'll need a step ladder. No. Coming on to the, the the three projects as usual. There's three. One of these I've been debating all day. Actually diving in this, and I'll, I'll start this one. It's by Norba Miniatures, Fantasy Miniatures, Fantasy Football, Battle of the Ring, and many more incredible miniatures await you according to their blurb um now they've got bretonian and imperial themed and dwarf themed models on here for a mix of fantasy war cry and blood bowl and they've got test prints where you can see gw models interacting with their own so the knights we've got a lot of knight mounted knights on there but they've got a couple of blood bowl teams which they list at one as Brett's and one as imperials At uh, the 25 euros a time uh, plus postage i think i worked it out earlier both teams. Play Plus postage is about 55 quid because it's coming from Spain. Now I think these models really do fit the theme of Bretonians and Imperials. I know there's rumours of Bretonians going the way of the dodo in Blood Bowl 2020, but then I've heard rumours they could be going into a future spike as well. So maybe one for people, if they if they like their brett and they're hedging their bets, I mean admittedly I'll probably get both and run them as Imperials.
0: Before you carry on, Bretonians are staying in the uh, Blood Bowl thing. They are the necromantic team. Bretonians are in AOS. They're the fleshy duck. To- courts ah. so they're not they're not going anywhere they've just got a few screws in their necks and like the taste of brains so you know don't worry too much if you if you want ones that are not falling apart get this kickstarter but, exactly uh, if you want your pretz to look like they should be the villains from scooby-doo get the necromantic team I think that's a win-win
1: I, I agree and they've already got some of the uh, some of the freebies of stretch goals on the go already so uh, they've already unlocked a fantasy football plague doctor a very medieval plague doctor they've got a uh, lady of the lake blood ball. plague Player. They've also got tokens on the go. They've got a fantasy football duke. Second set of tokens. They've got another three or four more blood bowl announced stretch goals. So if you are if you want to get in on that, already hit eighteen thousand pounds of their four hundred and fifty-two pound, and it's gone up again while I'm watching it. Four hundred and fifty-two pound goal. Uh, so that one is definitely funded, and it's got until October twenty-third. So when we go live, this will still have about a week left on this. So if you want to get in on this, and you're listening to this first week, it's gone. On, gone live, you can still get on board with this. Like I say, I'm, I'm, by the time this goes live, I probably will have thrown money at this one. What about you, Jay? What do you think of those?
0: I think they're gorgeous looking models, but I've already been stung by throwing my money at Kickstarter, and my team disappearing, because we threw money at Vampire Pirates, that came out a couple of months ago. You know, we again them February time, but at the moment, we ain't gonna feel them for a while. So, like I said, I've been stung a bit, I'm a little bit hesitant now, and especially on the breadth side, the Imperials do look nice as well, but if we them in mean, the Blood Bowl starter box it's probably going to be coming out Christmas time, so I don't think I'll be doubling that. That's fair. Yeah, it's a, They're really good models, and if you were not getting the box, but you still want an Imperial team, I think they are just as good quality as what GW put in out, but for me, it's going to be a no. But it's not because they're bad models.
1: No, that's fair. The second team I've got then is under Bermuda's Blitz, Amazon Angels Blood Bowl team. Uh, this is another one that will be live by a time we, uh, we 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 go live on air as well and this is a campaign to produce a line of Amazonian fantasy football models at 32 mil scale for use as a team in various game systems
0: but not Blood Bowl
1: there's no Amazons anymore no but I dare say you could get away as, as wood elves quite easily with these could you get away
0: with female humans
1: you could you could with these oh well, there you go
0: then so if you want to get your missus involved this is, could be a good way of doing that she got a team that represents her
1: exactly now their Blood Bowl team does come in at 62 pounds and that's for 11 players or 88 if you want a full roster of 16. They do various packages up to 20 miniatures. Uh, they do the STL files as well with this. So if you're interested in printing them yourself, uh, you can do. They've got a mention of additional stretch goals on there as well, which is it's uh, it's nice to see. They've got various things mentioned. apothecaries, star players, coaches, cheerleaders, dice. And they've got various screenshots of the actual sculpts produced obviously on CAD. That's another another nice looking one. I like to think that Amazonians are going to be in a spike again, I don't like to think GW will get rid of teams, but you know what they're like. If they haven't got their own model range, they're hitting them with a hammer. What do you think of those?
0: They, they are nice models, and I, if you've got a partner that wants to start, but she doesn't like elves, but she wants a team that represents her, you've got that, and then you can use them as humans, you can use them as different teams, which I think is good, because you don't have to use them as Amazons, but I don't know, I, I'm a little bit hesitant with how GW have set up the star players in the new 2020 leaks. I know I'm one off topic there but we all know um rosanna Darknail used to play for like you know was a star player that could go for dark elves i think she could go pro elves and then there was amazons well when you look at that now there's not even a hint that they could be amazons it's just she's dark elves and pro elves i think now so that looks like to me that there's got to be there's no intention at the moment of bringing them back really really soon it could be a year or two down the line maybe but i wouldn't pick up this team hoping that they're going to be out soon in a Spike, I guess we're going to have to wait. So that's why I was saying, could you use them as humans and stuff like that, other than Amazons? I think it's different when uh, you look at, say, the vampires, say, because you've got that, the ghost girl, the Blood Bowl Widow. Well, yep. she hasn't got a model, but she's still classed as a star player that's coming out, and she's got that Syl- Sylvania spotlight or whatever. So I'm guessing that's going to be part of a factor that means they become be coming closer than Amazons, if you know what I'm getting at. Yep, no, that's fair. So I've interrupted you enough. Is there anything else that on Kickstarter that's uh, tickled your fancy?
1: There is this. The, the last one's a little bit more light-hearted. The last one I've got down is uh, the serial killers' fantasy football teams. And no, this isn't a case of your Ted Bundy's and uh, your Dez and so on. This is a team. It's a bit more comical. It's by uh, Black Wolf Painting Studios. This is this is in the UK, and it's a bit more cartoony. It's a mix of fast food mayhem for the tabletops. So There's some corn on the cobs, there's some corn still in their ears, there's some bags of popcorn, there's a couple of knife and forks and a spoon, Uh, there's a hot dog, there's a box of cereal, there's a carton of french fries, and there's, as Americans would call it, a soda cup. And with this one, I think looking at it, it's £69 for one of the available teams, plus the stretch goals, £99 manager special for the team, six star players and unlock goals, or £300 or more, you can have the chef special, is a fully painted team limited of five backers and somebody has already backed that £300 and somebody's also backed the £450 meal deal which is five teams as well. Now with this they are resin and they've got pictures on there of the cast and the painting um, so they've they've obviously already run their own printing tests to see how they come out and I follow Black Wolf Painting Studio and they are lovely in terms of these models. They've got some really great character to them. What do you think of these?
0: i I got to be honest they are really fun looking models. It's uh, you know It's a nice change And I know I said I said previously It's I, I'm i not The overly cartoony Type of person Went for Teams in Blood Bowl But if You don't mind it These are spot on They're absolutely fantastic But as a side note You said Ted Bundy earlier What position do you think He'd be put in
1: Ted Bundy for me He's got to be On the Dark Elf team And he's got Stab well, Of course he's got Stab But No <laughs> I meant position Not team Because oh. to
0: me He likes to think He's a thinking man Don't he And he Swine so thinking he'd probably want to be a thrower, even though he's probably got arms like a girl.
1: But then at the same time, Ted, Ted Bundy was all about the—he uh, was all about impressing people. So I don't know whether he'd be a thrower, but I think he'd be on the. He'd be on the line of scrimmage showing off bringing attention oh, no
0: no, he'd done everything in secret so no way would he be on the front line so I think he would be a thrower if I was going to put anybody on the front Fred and Rose West they were quite obvious so they would be well perhaps they would be blockers I don't know but that's not a topic we want to go down by a <laughs> is it
1: I don't think it is in this instance
0: no yeah that's if somebody if somebody wants to create that team that's up to them but uh, I'm not going to go down that road there's, there's too many weird twists and turns you can make on that one. But um yeah, thank you beard from but before we carry on, I'm gonna make a little a little thing by end. I was saying I've actually played a game before lockdown of Blood Bowl 2020 and I will tell you what I think of the rules before we carry on with our breakdown. Just to set the scene is Pro Elves versus Orcs. Do you want to know what the teams were? Go for it. Right on the Ork side played by your boy Griff, four blitzers, four big Guns, four goblins, one thrower, three Lineman, two rerolls, and then on the pro elves side, we had two blitzers, two casters, two throwers, six linemen, and four E-rolls. We wanted to play hard teams, like playing new rules isn't bad enough. Like, you know, It worked out, his current team value was 1,175, while my current team value was 1,140, which meant I was lower than him by 50, so I tried out the nuffle table, which I kind of rolled a bit naff, really, because I think I had the equivalent of stab, which is kind of useless on a team where all the orcs were, like, really hard to break their armour on, but it was a really good game. Say this now, and I don't know whether it's the way the table was set out, you know, where where they've got, like, the armour value instead of it being nine, it says ten plus. Mm. They felt felt harder to break armour. I even had problems taking down his goblins, because they were saying, like, for for example, um, it's so it six or seven. It was like eight plus and it, it just the goblins felt harder I know that yeah. sounds weird but it was the way they set up the table it felt a tougher game
1: I think it's a psychological thing though when you can see the number is one higher even though you're rolling yeah. effectively the same because you can see the number being one higher it's, it's a psychological thing
0: yeah well that, that's what I was saying to Griff I was like I don't know what it is but his goblins felt tough and it, it was because it was the way it was written it gave me that misperception but I was like but I'm still rolling the same I, hmm. you know there's nothing changing there I'm still rolling the same. It's just for some reason they felt tougher. So I I don't know whether flings are going to feel sturdier, but it just seems weird. Like it might be me when we when people start playing it properly. It's not. It, I might be the only one I thought it but mm. it came to my head and it shocked me a bit. The leap made hell of a difference, because that cut down movement nearly by half, when you th- thought you had to work around a player to make a gap, rather than, and then now you could jump over, and then you've got those extra couple of squares, I was like, this is fabulous I think perhaps, I thought higher of it, because I was elves, so it was like 2 plus anyway, so it was quite hard to fail, but throwing felt easier in the process, but you weren't, you weren't well, you weren't quite blasé about throwing, you were like, gonna try it. Even though like I said the process was easier, you had to really think about the spot you want to throw with. Yeah. So I think after playing it, I really like this new edition. I will say perhaps you know it was the first couple of games and it feels different and everything like that. Perhaps people don't think think the same, but I feel it's a lot cleaner as an addition.
1: That's a good start at least.
0: Yeah. So now that I've just sung the praises of GW on that one, we're gonna have a quick break and then we are going to get into the rest of our Blood Bowl 2020 discussion right then guys back from the break and before we continue i just want to give personal shout out for the next two things these are a thank you to Firestorm Games giving us a an affiliate link with themselves so if you guys are hobbying and that's you were port call, use the affiliate link below. We get a little extra from Firestorm. It doesn't come out of your pocket; it comes out of their pocket. So it's a win-win, and it gives us a chance to do more competitions for you guys. Do you agree with that, Beard?
1: I do. We 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 don't really want to take anything from this. It's more a case of we want to give back to you guys. The more you support us, the more we'll be happy to bring you competitions giveaways review stuff that you want us to review as well
0: there you go i feel like a podcast lincoln this is a podcast for the people by the people we'll podcast them on the beaches that's church dumb shit <laughs> but anyway and i want to give a shout out to up and Under who've been with us since day one got in contact with us and it's A tale of the highs and lows of a fantasy football franchise. Kind of similar, but not the same as what we discuss here. So, guys, if you like sports drama and high fantasy, all rolled into one, search them out on the web. They're under bloodbowlstrategies.com. Search up and enjoy the story. It's so well written, and they have artist panels added to the story as well, which adds a lot of atmosphere as well. So, I enjoy it. Beard enjoys it and we want you to enjoy it as well get on it guys so bian are you ready now for us to finish our discussion on Blood Bowl 2020
1: but before we do don't forget to give us a check out on Twitter Instagram Facebook Tier 3 Podcast if you want us to review anything whether it's a roster whether it's an upcoming Kickstarter whether it's a tactic that you want to try whether it's something else hobby related that you want us to have a look at drop us an email at tier3podcast at outlook.com and we'll be more than happy to have a look into it have a chat on air and uh, see what we can do about providing our uh, our thoughts on what you you're looking at it's
0: gonna be a very short segment then because we don't have thoughts <laughs> the other good thing about this is we can shout out tournaments and leagues in your area so if you want us to spread the word get in contact with us and we can help i know it's not a lot but it's what we can offer at the moment. And then hopefully we can do more in the future. So where we left off last time was we were on about how you could get star player points. And now we're in a position we want to spend these star player points. We've now got a new advancement table where they've taken away all the skills based on singles or doubles. They've now called them primaries and secondary, but they've also given us an opportunity to pick randomly. So if you are in a league and you're not taking it serious, And you want a bit of fun with your friends, you can choose to randomize all your roles. And I think this is really good because it means people who are not, you know, scoring a lot, but are still playing the game, are not being left behind. So if they can get at least one touchdown, they can, get a, they can get a random primary skill Beard what do you think about this?
1: I, I really like this I like you can game it if you want to Wait and get the skills you want Or if you're like us at tier 3 podcast And you're in it for the fun and the shits And giggles you can spend your points Early by selecting primary Skills randomly you can end up with You know really really good rolls I, I did a few test rolls earlier On the table and I tell you what What I came out with could have been a lot worse you know, I genuinely thought it was, it was quite a good little uh, little thing. You can, like I say, you can spend them early. You could have, for example, if you want to wait for your first primary skill and choose your primary skill so you know exactly what build you're going to go for, we're looking at you chaos players with your claw, mighty blow, piling on, and so on. Uh, if you want to wait for those skills, your first primary skill, you've got to get up to six star player points. Whereas, if you're happy to randomly roll, spend your first three on a random roll, and then when you get to four again, spend them again. So you get, for, this, for one extra star player point, you could have had two skills instead of the one. I, I do quite like it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It does a little bit of everything for everyone. It might be looking at that wrong, but I think if you were willing to deal with the randomness, you can get a lot more out of the game rather than building up and trying to pick what you want for that team. They've now separated the characteristics as well. If you wanted to plus when your strength, plus when your armor value or your agility, they've Given them quite high stats. So your star player points at the beginning, if you wanted to do your character is 18. Then he goes up by 20, and then 24, 28, 32, and 50. You've got to save a lot of star player points to and use user. But the other thing they've done now is they've changed the different amounts of your gold that your player's worth.
1: Beer, do you want to take this one? They have, and I do, I, again, this is something else I, I quite like. If you randomly select your skills, it costs half than if you choose your skills. So if you wait to spend your gold, uh, your star player points, sorry, and you choose your star player points on chosen primaries, it's 20,000 gold, piece, uh, 20, gold pieces. If you wait to choose a secondary, it's 40,000 gold pieces. Now those are halved if you roll at random. So 10,000 for a primary, 20,000 for a secondary and I quite like that because again it's rewarding you for going random it's rewarding you a little bit more or on the flip side you know if you're playing halflings and you choose your skill that halfling could go from 30,000 to 50,000 if you're choosing a secondary skill which it's a big jump Uh, don't get me wrong again the characteristics have gone up as well so for an armor value it's plus 10,000 gold pieces for a movement Or a passing skill, it's 20,000 gold pieces, or a passing characteristic even. Well, get me tongue in here. For an agility, it's 40,000 gold pieces, and here's the stinger. For a plus one strength, 80,000 gold pieces. I think for me, that's the big one. 80,000 gold pieces to up your strength. Don't get me wrong, I've been known to take a strength seven tree man from time to time when I've got a strength up on my tree man, and they they are they're frightening if you've got the inducements for deep root and you have your own strength seven treatment as well people panic a bit I've had people say to me they don't know how to deal with that because it, it two strength strength seven treatment you're taking two three dice hits with very little need for any backup so I think 80,000 gold pieces for that I think is, is very very fair yeah because
0: strength determines really how many dice you're rolling so you can see where GW are putting most of their attention they, they see strength is one of the biggest factors in the game yep. which I think is going to be different to how we see it but they reckon plus one strength and I see like why because like you said it determines how many dice could be a two, it could be a three, but it does make a difference. But what this is doing is trying to deter people from waiting and banking all, all those uh, star player points together. Because you think about it now, if you were player... It's going up by 80 Say for instance uh, your, your tree man Your tree man's I won't say 120 anyway Now he's gone up to 200,000 yep. It's about the cost of A star player Now you think about How that's going to affect Your current team value You've got, got that guy In your team He's bumping up your, your value And then say you've got An auger team That's coming around Say your team value Is going up to like 1,800 An auger could come in At say 1,100 Look at the petty cash He's got You know He can have anything He wants on that then he's, he, can yep. pull, he can pull up a star player, you could pull up a fling chef, you can have a wizard, you know, it's, it's endless and you probably got the praise and nuffles as well on top of that. Oh absolutely yeah. You're putting yourself at a disadvantage by trying to up your skill, your strength or your agility it really puts you in a precarious place but I think that's how as players we've got to try and balance it do we want the tough team but we're having all the shit slung at us or do we want to keep it moderate and we can compete and not have as much uh, slung at us so it's how people want to play that play their teams i don't know whether i'm looking at it wrong so i really would like people to get in contact with us if we're looking at it wrong that's our star player points and how you spend them so let's go on to the next one did you know we would temporary retire players now
1: beard i did see something about it but it's, it's something that's um again there's there's pros and cons for this one i'm gonna i'm gonna read through it earlier i think thematically it makes a lot of sense so with this when a player temporarily retires you make a note on on your your roster sheet or your, your app on your phone now they remain as part of your team and they are not deleted from your list don't take part in any games for the rest of this season but they still count towards the maximum number of players for their type so for instance treman 0-2 blitzers might be 0-2 as example they still count towards that and they count towards the 16 player maximum they're just effectively not partaking in any part of the game so whilst their current value is worked out for team value it's not counted for current team value. It's useful if you have a player that's injured and you still want to keep them for next season.
0: I think it's more like, do you know if you've put two skills into a player and then unfortunately they've been hit with a lasting injury which we all know is, that's a plus one on the casualty roll now. Yep. Do you want to risk then that player possibly being taken out in the next game? Or if you just put him to the sidelines, yeah he's missing a few games, he's taking up space, but you're not in a position to lose him you could just take him out and then next season he's fresh no niggling injury injury no lasting injury he is clean as a whistle but you still got the experience on that player like you said it's pros and cons to every part of it but I think I would use that for non tier 3 teams that's like I would be using that if I was orcs possibly if I was pro elves humans would probably be another one that would benefit from that it is it can be hard to try and level up say your linemen so do you really want to? risk getting him killed and then having to build another one back up or do you want to miss say two or three games of the season depending on how many's left and then he's fresh for next one give you a chance to build up others without risking losing that one that's just been injured
1: absolutely and you don't have the force issue of if, if your last couple of games you've got more than a starting 11 you keep him on the bench half time you're down a couple of players and then you have to bring him on any risk and injury in the second half so it, it, it negates that well you know so I, I i can see both sides for this whether it's something i'll use as a tier three player like you said i think this is aimed more at players um higher value and higher i don't want to say higher build maybe more of a tailored build so as you said earlier when we we're coming on to spending star player points if you've been saving your star player points and you've gone i don't know blodge and i don't know you've gone for a blodge stepper i think it's more useful for that than it is something like halflings where halflings player gets an injury straight away we'll just sack them and spend the thirty thousand gold on, on a new flank. Yeah, that's, that's yeah.
0: what I was trying to get at. It's, I think with them um, tier three teams, the majority of what you would class as your basic line is around about 30 at, at the moment. It goes down a little bit then. Cause I think knob like fifteen thousand or something like that. It's it's dirt cheap, and you you know you you that he throw him money away on them. If they get injured, it's not so much of a big risk. You just go, oh well, I'm not losing that thing. I'll just either get rid of him or I'll just play him until he dies. It doesn't matter, like you know, because they if they're gonna go off, they're gonna go off. But when you've got a yep. you know you've got a thrower and say he's say he's your only thrower that's got tight step, dodge. Well, he's a really big asset to your team. So perhaps sideline him for for a season. give might give you a chance to build up a new guy and then you've got two in your arsenal then haven't you? So there's, there's many many sides to it so I want to know how people will use that themselves but you know we've got to start playing games to know how we would deal with those situations. We've spoken about star player points and how to build them what to spend them on. Should we talk about the skills and what taking our notice? We can. Shall we go through them? I'll, I'll ask you on the different lists now and then you'll see what you think. Agility. So agility now I can't see anything really that's different I think agility have kind of stayed the same you know and it's I don't know a bit of wording have
1: changed, but
0: I think that's more to do in line with how they've changed the wording on the on the rules
1: like there's one big skill on agility skills for me that's come in that'll be a big big changer because there was never a counter to this defensive on your opponent's team turn but not during your team turn any opposition players being marked by this player cannot use guard I think defensive is going to be a very 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 nice skill, and that's on agility. Going
0: to uh, build up the fact that it's all all the same, but except for all that, because we never had defensive before, did we? That's brand new.
1: It is. Sorry, I've I've jumped the gun on that one. Like I, I've got that one written down with stars all around it, because that's something that as a uh, as a fling player, when you see guard and you've got treatment, that's no. You've no way of protecting that tree if they've got a couple of players with guard and a strength four or strength five player coming through. There's nothing you can do. So that it negates a big big skill. A lot of other skills like tackle will negate things like dodge but th- mm. this is something that we didn't have a negating skill for we didn't have a mirrored skill for so i think this was quite a big big thing yeah
0: so it's you would see this change now When now it's we like you said we had tentacles or wrestle and dive and tackle they were things that would take on dodge like you said we never had anything that could upset block assistant and now and now they've gone yeah let's chuck a little bit of anti-block as it is a massive one and being on the agility table, I can see a lot of goblins taking this. It's gonna be interesting. That is one that people will take interest in. But I think oh all yeah, the others are roughly the same, aren't they?
1: They're are there or thereabouts, like you said. It's more a case of a rewording for a lot of these just for as you said before, clarification. Yeah. I think
0: Leap has had the biggest change, haven't it? Because it's separated into the pogo sticks skill as well, haven't it? Yeah. That's the biggest change, but it's still like you can reduce the negative modifier when you're doing agility. Tests for jump over, yep. and I think it's jumped over Stun players or prone players. No, it's that type of thing, and I think Pogo go stick like, is you couldn't jump over standing players now, wouldn't it? Yep. So I think they've separated it, but it's kind of it's kept its basic form. Like so, going on to general now. So that would be your block you don't less your dirty player fend frenzy pro strip ball have you seen anything there that has changed or might uh,
1: take me a fancy I've not picked up any major changes that you, you've got the little tweaks again so things like dirty player plus one so you've got those little just sort of rewordings there's a bit more in depth for frenzy than there was previously but it's just things like explanations of how it works so example uh, a, a clear clarification on note if an opposition player is in possession of the ball which back into your end zone still standing, a touchdown will be scored ending the drive, and it's like things like that I don't think were included on Frenzy before, and it was something that you had to sit and page flick a bit to find. Yeah,
0: the wording has taken away page flicking and slowing the game down, you know and they're trying to remove enough grey areas that people can be confident that, you know, they don't have to call their friends over, or they don't have to spend half an hour checking rules it's straightforward, and I think it's good now as well, they've clarified right at the end, skills they can't be used with as well what i picked up on the general skill is pro has dropped a position it's gone from a four plus to a three plus now so it's easier to get it off because you it's a 50 50 now isn't it?
1: it is indeed yeah
0: when it was a little bit harder last time it was a four plus now that makes it easier if you've got auger with pro now you, you know you're more likely to get that reroll without having to go into team that's always a plus in my eyes but yeah everything else seems relatively the same going on to mutations now i'm going to say something before you do and it's probably what you will looking at it's the iron hard skin that is a new rule and i think it's amazing because iron hard skin means that claws can't be used on armor rolls against this player so let's go into one of the skill trees that i think have had some of the biggest changes passing so i think a lot of this has been changed yep just to go for the top word cannoneer i say plus one to your long bombs and your long pass which i think that was a it was under a different skill name at one one point and i think Cloud cloudburster is another one that could could have been a different name let me read it out when this player performs a long pass action or a long bomb you may choose to make the opposing course re-roll a successful attempt to interfere with the pass that's you forcing a re-roll on the interception so on the ball seems to be the biggest change because that seems to be the pass block and kick return rolled into one and i think the other new no, one of the most talked about skills that i've come across is fumble ruski Beard, what's your view on this
1: so fumble ruski I, I do quite like this it's a way of getting the ball from one player to another if you don't have the pass skill so i think they realised when they changed the actual passing to characteristic rather than an actual skill upgrade i think they realized that there are going to be situations Where you're going to have a player That has zero passing skills Get the ball that has no way of getting said ball To the end zone
0: Yeah It's a weird run it is Because I think The worded on it's wrong When they say You may choose to Drop the ball What it should be is You can choose to Ground the ball Like I see this as good Like like you said If you were in a position Where say You've got a blitzer That's got fumbo And you need to Block a defender So he would Have a harder time to get out, out And defend the uh, the touchline You can ground the ball, you can then run Into his, his eight squares So he's now got to yep. try and dodge away from you But you've given yourself a space now That your your runner can come up Yeah, You've got a roll to pick up the ball But if it's successful you can pick up the ball And then carry on your movement So you, you're creating a gap and you're giving yourself A chance to block any Defenders, so it is yep. situational Another one that I found Interesting was running pass, we all try and run as far as we can to pass the ball well if you're in a short distance but you need like again you need to defend or you need to back up another player so you can get they can get a plus one strength your run your thrower can run pass and carry on his movement if he's got the running pass skill so it gives you another throwing aspect of the game it seems to have been a lot more thought out they wanted different types of play
1: yep that makes sense what not it makes sense
0: i said it <laughs> Let's be
1: honest about it. this go back to the thing you said on the first episode of fuck Morgan Thorpe? Yeah,
0: fuck him, because he is a twat. There we go then. Well, he's overpriced. He's not as good as Bob Bifford. I don't think I've seen anybody play Morgan Thorpe because he is that shit. (laughs) I think that's fair. But, again, am now. We're going to go on to the last one, which has seen another few changes, and that's strength. I want to talk about one skill, Beard, and I think I've told you what I think about this skill. So, is there any others you want to talk about first?
1: See, I like armbar. I do like armbar. So, what does armbar do? So, if an opposition player hits the ground as a result of failing an agility test when attempting to dodge, jump, or leap out of a square, in which they have be marked by your player with armbar, you may apply a plus one modifier to either the armour roll, or the injury role. Now this modifier may be applied after roll has been made and may be applied even if this player is now prone. So you can use it for things like wrestle, things like that where you're, you're putting the players down. Now if the opposition player, uh, not diving tackle, if the opposition player has been marked by more than one player. Only one may use it Now I like, I quite like that It's just a plus Straight up plus one to either armor or injury roll I, I don't know how useful it'll be But it was just one That I really really liked
0: I think it'd be useful For the teams that seem to be Anti-agility So dwarves might see a good use for it You can really put the hurt on As a plus one And you've not done anything They've caused it themselves So it's like an idiot tax really Then
1: isn't it It is indeed
0: I like that one Like again It's situational So I don't know how often You would see it and how useful it would be in the overall game but i think it's going to be very prevalent in dwarf teams
1: i think that's fair there is another one that i've picked up on but i know you said you mentioned there's one you want to talk about and we might be talking about the same one so i'll let you dive on dive in with yours
0: oh mine is thick skull and i know i know what you're gonna say we've already got thick skull and it hasn't changed in some ways you're right in some ways you're wrong because it has changed and it has become amazing. So be it. Being a halfling player, if by some weird chance you had thick skill on your player, it caused a little bit of a weird paradox on your player, dinner it? it? does. You were still getting knocked out on a seven plus, but if the magic eight number came up, you were prone. And I think yep. that was still in the clarifications on now yep. because of this change. I am really excited to try and main black oaks for at least a year. And that is rather than just explaining, I'll read it. Out, does it? When an injury roll is made against this player, uh, even if the player is prone stunned or have lost the tackle zone, they can only be knocked out on a roll of nine and will treat a roll of eight as stunned. If this player is also a stunty, they can only be knocked out on a roll of eight and will treat a roll of seven as stunned. All other results are unaffected. So effectively, you have brought your stunty players up onto the average because you're going to need an eight plus to take them off. So if you break that armor and you roll a seven, seven is about an average that I I'd roll a lot. But now they stay on on the pitch but they die on a nine so you've got a 50 50 chance but to me that's more viable now than what it was yeah you got the goblins in your black oak team now that come with thick skill so basically even though they've got a i think it's a seven plus armor yeah you're gonna break that or eight plus armor then you've got a knockout on an eight they're about the same then as a human lineman on a knockout or any other type of
1: lineman so it's made them that little bit tougher i think you're absolutely right that's an example of two little words or two little lines changing and it's it's totally different i mean i I picked up on a slightly different skill to you then as a stunty player. I picked up on pile driver. Pile driver.
0: That's the free foul.
1: It is indeed. If you put a player down, you get a free foul. Nice. That to me, I think if you're a goblin player, is very, very thematic for goblins.
0: Yes. So, so you get a free foul and then you get your normal foul action later on in that turn as well. So that's a that's a really nice one. And my second one is on. roller, or as I call it, block light. Because yep. if you perform a block action or do it as part of of a blitz, you may re-roll a single both down result. Without using a reroll, you've got a chance then of turning into a pow, turn it into a push, and your player still stands.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair way of putting it. I do like how they've done it.
0: Some of the some of the skills they've needed to split up and turn them into their own thing. Some of them they've created brand new and it's given new dynamics to the teams. I'm really excited about playing it. I I can't wait until Blood Bowl twenty twenty or blood bowl twenty twenty one, depending on when it comes out, drops and we can start playing it. And everyone's on the same boat
1: then. I agree. I'm looking forward to getting uh, getting on board with this. So they're the skills. Traits haven't
0: changed. I think the only thing they say now is Bombardier has a chance of blowing blowing up the bomb even if the player catches it, and that's a 4+. Bonehead's the same, Chainsaw's the same, Hypnotic Gaze is the same. The only thing I'm going to pull up now is I've heard people saying augers are becoming more viable in this edition because Kick Teammate is treated as a Throw Teammate, but it doesn't say it's in the Blitz action in the trait description. But I'm a little bit concerned And I need the audience to tell me If I'm reading this right Or am I being a negative Nancy Because it says in the kick teammate If the kick teammate's special action is fumbled So there you go Special action When you read in the rule book Under Blitz It says in there Blitz or special
1: action But just having read of the first paragraph it does say once per team turn In addition to another player performing either a pass Or a throw teammate action Now those are both effectively pass passing style actions. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying to round it in with that without eff- without coming out right and saying it's another way of passing. But I do get what you're saying that it's this is a clar it, it, this is one of the things that I think they need to clarify and GW, with other gaming systems are very very famous for coming out with a codex or coming out with a rule book or a battle tome and then a week or two later dropping a massive FAQ. And I think out of everything I've read through, this is a sort of thing that I think they'll need to FAQ because if they don't certainly the NAF and TO's would yeah
0: so to me it's exactly the same as what it is now you've got to give up a blitz to use it but perhaps I'm looking at it wrong that's why I want people to tell me sorry that's the only negative I got and I know there's quite a few excited ogre players either or at the moment until GW actually says yes or no and
1: you're going to reserve judgement reserve
0: judgement would like it to be a separate action on its own don't get me wrong it would give you another chance of getting a play up the pitch without giving up your blitz but I don't think GW was giving everybody the freedom to do that you've got to give up your blitz personally
1: yeah I, I think you're right there and before
0: we go into inducements, do you want to talk about projectile vomiting
1: I do that's something that I was going to uh, chat about when you're on about traits so projectile vomiting this is something that a lot of people are getting very very excited about instead of performing a block action either on its own or as part of a blitz this player may perform a projectile vomit special action so again it's that key word of special action exactly as for a block action, nominate a single standing player to be the target of the projectile vomit special action. There is no, no limit to how many players with this trait may perform this special action each turn. To perform a projectile vomit, roll a d6. On a 2+, this player regurgitates acidic bile onto the nominated target. On a roll of 1, this player belches and snorts before covering itself in acidic bile. In either case, an armour roll is made against the player hit by projectile vomit, and this armour roll cannot be modified in any way. If the armour is broken, they are prone and injured. Injury roll is made against them. This injury roll again cannot be modified anyway. And if the armor of the player is not broken, this trait has no effect. The player can only perform this special action once per turn, i.e., you can't use it with frenzy, or you can't multi-block and do it on two different targets. So I I think it's quite a, quite a niche little thing, and I think it's something good to add to trolls. I I quite like it. Uh, how do you feel about it?
0: New version of chainsaw really, you know? A-
1: it is, but it's a, it's a big guy chainsaw. A block. If you are running a bog standard troll, so if if you bear with me two seconds, you are strength five. So on average, you're going to get two dice. Mm -hmm. You are blocking with two dice. You don't have block. So you need a third chance on either dice, which if my maths is any good, I have an app for this actually, probability app. So block dice, two dice in my favor, and I'm looking for blocks down. So you've got a 55% chance of getting either a both down or a defender stumbles. Whereas if you go with projectile vomit, you only have, a 1 in 6 chance of failing to hit your opponent, if that makes sense. Mm. So for me, it's giving you better odds of hitting your opponent, do some damage, which I would be more inclined to take, if I'm honest.
0: You've still got a roll for
1: bonnet. Oh, you do. But if you've got a roll for, you've got a higher percentage chance of it going in your favour. I'd have to use it to appreciate it, I think. But... Yeah, but the thing the thing is, with the blocks, if you use a regular block, you've got 55% chance on two dice of getting a block action in your favour, a block dice in your favour, but then that can be modified with other things. This can't be modified at all. So your armor and injury rolls can't be modified whereas if you're using the blocks it can be modified by things like additional strength for armor and things like that. So yeah, I think it swings and roundabouts. I quite like it as a rule. I if I'm running a troll, I will probably use it over a block for the first few games yeah. to see how I get on with it. I think the fact that you're not limited to just one troll using it as well, I think it's quite good because trolls aren't clever enough to realize somebody else has already done it that so it's quite, again, thematic in that sense. And I don't think it's game-breaking enough to warrant limiting it to one per turn per team. I get the argument for it, but I don't think it's game-breaking enough. I say that first two events after, new rule set drops. If if trolls are causing the most damage, then I'm sure it'll get it with the nerf back relatively quickly. Yeah,
0: but, not to uh, interrupt you on your lecture on projectile Vomit, but... <laughs> Did I yep. hear that you had a Blood Bowl probability app? I do indeed. So when you said that right, I was expecting you know, uh, when when I do when I do this action I have a ninety nine point nine nine percent of it working.
1: Leroy,
0: Leroy.
1: No, I, I'll be honest with you, I use it for when I'm doing a bit of like thinking of like tactics in my head of playing half things, I've still yet to find that golden kickoff formation I really like. So I play about against the AI working what I can get where, how many dice I can get in my favour and whether Having more more players there in one side helps or not. And first off, don't play the AI; it's not that intelligent. And second off, you can make all these plans. If Nuffle wants to fuck you, Nuffle will fuck you over.
0: When you use the probability app, I think that's Nuffle is the only thing that's going to fuck you because it's going to dry a pussy whenever you say it out loud. When you said that earlier, I bet you like someone's chaff like half a mile down the road just dried up on the spot. You've gone down in my estimation. No, well, i say, gone down in my estimation.
1: I, I I just use it to give. My head around the figures when I'm because I I read I'm in a few different WhatsApp groups for things when people are talking about tactics and oh you've got such and such three and four chance of this five five in six chance of that one in eight chance of that. by the end of it they come up with this number of 0.4% chance of it working and it magically works and I don't see how I don't see all the dice rolls they've just gone if I do this this and this I've got such and such percentage so I like to watch the replays and try and work out the dice rolls that they were anticipating step by step. So that I can figure out if I'm in that position, whether it's someone doing. Fucking hell.
0: Wow, you've just fucking dried out the fun in this, but
1: they don't call me Fun Sponge for nothing. They don't fucking call you that. Call you cunt. (laughs)
0: <laughs> anyway Right Before you bore everyone to death Let's go on to inducements Really Inducements have stayed the same Haven't they On the majority Pretty really much So Still got your part time coaches You still got your weather mage You've still got your kegs And your cheerleaders Yep The only thing I will say Is they've now Specified Your mortuary assistants Your plague doctors They've added writers, rookies Into the main book now uh, Halfling chefs are the same There's still 300,000 gold And still only 100,000 for halflings basically was they like to say the halfling thimble cup special rule right now we're going to start going into different aspects of the inducements now so infamous coaching staff I know we've always had this but I think they're going to start expanding on it because in the book it tells us about Joseph Bugman and the two, two things he can do like he gives you access to the kegs and he can be a player when you're under 11 players but I think what they're going to do in next iteration of spikes we're going to start seeing more than just sports wizards there's a little bump at the bottom of coaching staff now that says there are too many infamous coach coaching staff to list you and most are only available for certain teams details on further coaching staff can be found in various blood bowl simpler buttons. so it looks like there's going to be new ways of building your sideline staff so i'm quite excited for that yep. because we've seen it with wizards and the wizards have got their own little bit of flavor i still reckon the ogre one so far is well that's an amazing wizard that's probably one of the best ones still think he's great we can we've got a chance now to see what a black Oak one does we can see what a imperial one does what, what's the difference a normal wizard it still has fireball and zap haven't changed But we got a brand new inducement now and i kind of like it and that is called the biased referee beard what's the review on this
1: bud i really like the idea of the biased referee i think it's something that eventually we could get one for every team with ever so slight unique rules for each yeah. team and i know this they got on their 120 000 gold pieces at the moment and 80,000 for bribery and corruption teams.
0: But that's just the basic biased ref.
1: It is, yeah. And like I say, I I fully expect that we'll end up seeing other biased refs down the line. Oh, of course we are. I would imagine the first few out we will see will be your traditional ones that we've seen on Forge World, so things like your Goblin and Halfling ones. I've got my fingers crossed that we'll get these as proper GW models, not just Forge World ones. Other brands available.
0: To be honest, I think they are going to make an effort with them, now. on making them... Yeah you know making them unique refs rather than doing models I kind of hope they're gonna, these are going to be cards like your biased ref cards your wizard cards because GW are notorious at being behind for Blood Bowl models I think the last four World one that came out I think
1: was there, wasn't it wasn't it an alternate troll I think it might
0: have been yeah it's, it's something stupid like that oh no it's the wood elf star player the one with the stupid fucking long A she was probably the last one she was the last one but then I think they've needed about another 18 before her to do because one that I'm looking forward to, and I'm hoping that he appears not long after the addition drop, is blow because he's he survived and he hasn't got a model yet, so are they going to push a model out for him? Who knows? But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Biased refs. We're going to have different additions, because again, they have the bump at the bottom to say it's going to be available to certain teams, and you get them in the supplements. But what does the biased ref
1: do? So the biased referee then, on a roll of 5+, plus, your biased referee spots the foul, and your player is sent off, exactly as if you'd rolled a double. The opposing coach may use a bribe if they have one, and may attempt to argue the call on a one to four player managed to avoid the referee's attention so you can you can get away with fouls rolling doubles Uh, you have one third of a chance less of being sent off no my maths is wrong there you have a one third chance of still being sent off sorry and when you if you've paid for the biased referee and you have to argue the call you can add a plus one modifier to your dice roll
0: i like it because it's it makes it harder for the opponent but it gives you that slight edge because you can just it seems like you're gonna parley with the ref then and it? so it's, it's, it's good it's exactly what you want a buy ref to do and i think that's the last thing that we want to talk about
1: it is we i think we've just got the end of show show left we'll see you in a minute.
0: And we're back, guys, and it's the moment of truth. We are talking competition entries. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who has entered. And I know, Beard, you were going to say exactly the same.
1: I was indeed. We've had quite a few entries. that they, They've given us certainly something to think about, and we never even thought of running these teams. And they're a, a bloody good read and a good effort from everyone who sent a team in.
0: Yeah. we got our top three. It's, I want to read them out because I think... The level of detail has been really good on him, and we can have a little chat amongst ourselves.
1: B.Ed, you
0: have got our runner-up. This was close, wasn't it? Third and second was really close.
1: It was, yeah. Third and second was extremely close. So for third place then, we have gone with the chivalrous chauvinists. I'll read out the entry so you can have a listen to see what you guys think of not just the team the, the fluff behind the team as well so this is a case of who could be the best and who wants to be the best In the ultimate competition of pomp and showmanship, the chivalrous chauvinist consists of elite elves from the One and bigoted citizens of Bretonia competing to see who can outshine one another while collectively proving their worth over other teams of lesser players and racists So the acrobatic antics and daring Dexterity the elves bring to the pitch face off against a belligerent bravado and forthright fortitude of the Bretonian knights in a battle to see who can dazzle the slackjawed fans and receive the most applause and sponsorship. It really is a case of one team trying to just one-up the other. And the actual roster itself then, there's animosity specifically listed against other positionals on this. So we've got a high elf thrower at 90k with animosity towards non-high elf players. We've got two high elf blitzers at 200k, animosity towards non-high elf players two high-off linemen 140k animosity towards non-high-off players and they've got four Bretonian Blitzers at 440k animosity towards high-off players and Bretonian linemen because they're even trying to one-up their own race there and then three Bretonian linemen who are just happy to be there and just make up uh, with everyone zero re-rolls so this is going to be an interesting uh, if things don't go their way
0: like you said it's really well written and it, it feels like that could be a GW team and I will give my hat off to Bluntbrush Studios for that. So, guys, I know it's not much, but head on over to Instagram and Twitter. I give them a follow. They do amazing work. Yeah, I wish I could do more for them, but sorry, guys, third place.
1: I believe, Jay, you're going to introduce second place at this point. You're going to tell us who who narrowly missed out on first place.
0: It's a Bretonian and vampire hybrid team. Like Brett are making another appearance. It's the Blood Dragons. Couldn't pronounce the first word. I'm useless, right? The cursed former dukedom of Bretonia. The fallen province is virtually balanced a few pockets of peasants that still call this place their home.
1: I was about to say, I, I think it could be Mousillon. That's how I'd pronounce it, but then I think my teeth fell out again. Mouse Lion. Mouse Lion, that's it. From Mouse Lion.
0: Mousselon. I can't say it, and I don't want to offend him, so I'm just <laughs> going to call it That Place.
1: Of that Place, it is. Or oh, Leeds
0: the cursed place is home to black knights never raising their helms rumours have spread across Britannia of the nature of these warriors for these black knights are actually the undead the blood knight vampires these proud warriors have dedicated their unlife to the improvement of a martial prowess the prideful nature of these blood knight vampires extends to the blood bowl arena they look down on all but their vampire equals including the squires that they have not yet earned the blood kiss nor will they feed on the peasants of, of the villages of mouse lion leads feet and only on the staff are their crumbling estates you know that's another solid in- intro on that one isn't it it is I like it that is one. that was really good don't think I balls it up too much i need to say thank you to Dan the ginger noob going into the team is 0 to 12 peasants Which are the Bretonian nine men. And he's actually given me a points file now. This is how good he's been right. And you know he's really set this up as if he was writing for the spike. You know hats off to him on this one. So they're 40k each. 0-6 to thralls. And they're 40k. And they've got animosity against peasants. You've got 0-4. Blood Dragon Squires. So these are the Bretonian Blitzers. And they're 110k each. And they, they've got animosity against the peasants and the thralls. So the ones that are covered in pig shit, they don't like. And they're not the four Blood Dragon Vampires. Which again, 110k. And they got animosity against everyone. So it sounds like a really tough team. When you think there's Blitzers, there's Vampires. And there's a lot of Thralls and Gwiters. But as he has also said. Because you are Bloodlust as well as animosity. It would be hard hitting in certain aspects but you've got to be really careful about the actual player. so i'm guessing they would have to go for your thralls or your your peasants basically they would be in ball carriers while everyone else is keeping keeping the, the hands off the ball but it was really well written and his sample list was two vampires two blitzers four thralls four peasants, and three re-rolls for 970k which honestly i think i would play in a league
1: i really like the sound of that that That, to me, is a good mix of really well-written fluff, really well-written rules, enough to give you things to think about in terms of your vampire positionals for Bloodlust, but then you've got the strength of the Blitzers from from the Bretts, and the the, the vampires hating everyone. I think that's great. I do. I think this uh, is a really well-written list.
0: It feels true to form, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you've still got a pulse. Even though you've got money, I don't give a shit about you. Fuck off. Pretty much. It's really good. I I think it's really well-written, and I think he's a cracking writer. But you have got the joy of announcing our first ever tier three winner. So I'm not going to interrupt you any longer.
1: This is, again, another one that's very well written. And I could see this being lifted straight out of the pages of Spike. I could see some amazing graphics being included alongside of this. And as much as, as you have coined your expression, I think this is very well written. And I'm actually part of this fan club now. The Morgan Thorg fan club. But this team was founded after a particularly heavy drinking session following a Blood Bowl Cup winning performance by the Hoffenstrass Dwarfs and their star player, Morganthorg. Now, following the win, Morganthorg tried to outdrink the entire dwarf squad, drinking barrel upon barrel of Bugman's 6x. Seven of the dwarves died, but eventually, poor old Morganthorg was faced down in a gutter outside the infamous Hairy Mermaid Tavern in Marienburg. His greenskin fan club, which had cheered themselves hoarse during the match, had been round the back of the tavern trying to get a glimpse of their heroes in the midst of his last ogre standing drinking competition when they saw him staggering out the side door. Upon finding their hero comatose and helpless, this grubby band of 30 or so noblars, goblins, and snotlings managed to drag him onto one of their pump wagons and drive off into the night with him to their camp. And this was a collection of caves, dung heaps, rotting rubbish, and warrens in the nearby woodland. And the next morning, when Morgenthau came round, he was surrounded by the awestruck faces of all his rescuers, or kidnappers, depending on your point of view, staring at him with complete and unadulterated love. They didn't even mind when he helped himself to an entire month's worth of food supply for his hangover breakfast, or sitting back and and took tucking into another roasted horse leg, Morg sat back and surveyed the camp. Every single one of the scrawny little gits was wearing his sackcloth tabard or loincloth with childlike pictures of Morg and Thorg scrawled on them in crayon blood or more unmentionable bodily fluids and each of their faces was full of wonder. The camp was filled with images of the big guy on trees, rocks, cave walls and even covering the pump wagon. The little guys watched Morg soon start started arguing as they jockeyed for position nearest to their idol and this descended into a huge fight between the Nobler, Snotlings and Goblins and then they dragged Morg over to a makeshift blood ball pitch scratched into the earth itself, and even made the effort to play a few drives with them, admittedly killing four along the way. Every now and again, when Morg is feeling particularly lonesome, he heads up to those woods and plays a few friendly games with his fan club who worship him simply for being great. They simply love Morgan Thorg, they just hate each other. Rumour has it, he may be bringing them to a tournament in your local city soon. I just think that is so well written. I could see that covering a page of Spike.
0: That's the thing It's I would imagine that being like part of Spike. It could have been like the Snotlin Spike or like a did you know bit or something like that. It's really well done and it captures how GWC Blood Bowl and how much fun they can have with it that's what god for me even though it's morgan thorg and he's misspelled a few things like he said the fan club who worship him for simply being great They spelled Kent wrong (laughs) <laughs> because I hate Morcantog, but this was so well written, <laughs> I have to give it to him. Well done. I won't, I won't say who won it yet because we still got a roster to go through.
1: We have. I'll let you run through that. A rather fun reason for the animosity on this team, and I'm sure you'll run us through that now, Jay.
0: I will try. Let me get my uh, reading glasses on. The extra caveat t- to this team is they must be Morgan Thog on it for it to work because it is the only reason they will take to the field together and he does not suffer from animosity as he loves his fan club the reason the rest of the team have animosity is that on the pitch they all try and impress the big guy so much they simply hate letting go of the ball there you go that's idol worship for you isn't it that's amazing
1: it is I love that
0: I don't like you because you are outshining me you're the better player so you know you can imagine them stabbing each other in the back for this one, can kind of.
1: you really? Can
0: the team is 0 to 6 knobblers, and it looks like they've got animosity everything, goblins, are 0 to 4, animosity everything, 0 to 6 snotlins, animosity everything. Do you get the single thread that's holding this all together i think i do Yeah, everything's got animosity even soul pump wagon the one that brought their hero home he doesn't like anyone because as you can see this team hates each other because they all want a piece of morgan and it's just vying for his attention again i know i've said this about three times already i can imagine this being a blood bowl team it's amazing And the only one that doesn't have it is Morgan Fogg. As we said earlier, he just got a loner because he's a saddle.
1: I think that's so well thought out as a team. I I couldn't pick anybody else as a winner on that
0: one. The fact that it's animosity, everything. On all of them, is I gonna have the ball, and I'm not letting go. It's so true to the fluff, even though it is homebrew and he's made this fluff himself. He's kept true to it. It's not just Oh. Uh, nobler's notlands are similar, so they cannot have animosity. It's no, n- nobody wants to let go of the ball because they want a Morgan folk to notice him. more than just stepping on him or chewing on chewing on him when he's bored. I think it's amazing. I think it's well done, and it seems totally blood bowl. So I want to give this out to. I believe he introduced himself as Grud's son. So, Grud, you boy has just won our top prize. He could take that to the bank. So, he's going to have the Underworlds team coming to him, while Dan is going to be having the star player. So, Bia, do you agree with this?
1: I agree with that wholeheartedly. Those two prize winners and everybody else who entered, thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, thank you for entering.
0: And I wish I could do something more for Brush Studios, but so we're not forgetting any of you guys. We've got you written down in our Tier 3 Hall of Fame. That's all said and done now.
1: We have. I think that's everything now, isn't it? It is. Don't forget the usuals. We're on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, Tier 3 Podcast. Jay and myself have our Twitch channels going as well. Again, don't forget to check out Up and Under for your... For your daily
0: dose of high fantasy drama on the sports field.
1: Absolutely. We're still keeping up with it, and we hope that you are too. So, it's a thank you from me. It's a thank you from me, and good night. God bless. Beard, do you want to say it this time? No. Right, remember, guys, Tier 1 is for
0: winners. Tier 2 is for players. but legends are born in Tier 3.
1: Good night. Good
0: night. Do you want to say it? No. Fuck you.